I will say this. When you are running 90 miles an hour doing your work yeah. to stop to work on your business or work in your business, mm-hmm. that's those are the two things, right? Sure. You've got to find time for both. Yeah. That was really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, now I've got to add one more thing to my plate. Yeah. Um, but truly, it wasn't that hard. I just had to stop and do it because I had my checklists already right. that I created for my Welcome to Agent Success Podcast. If you're a real estate agent looking to succeed in today's crazy market, well, you're in the right place. Each week, we talk with successful real estate agents willing to share their expert insights, trade secrets, and mindset that help them to succeed. There's no fluff, just straight to the point content that prioritizes one thing above all, your success. So without further ado, let's cut to the chase. Welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase. I am Tim Chase, where we talk about all things real estate, how to succeed in real estate, and what makes real estate so amazing in today's market. Today, I have a very special guest with me. And would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, Tim. Yes, Camelia Corey. I work at Coldwell Banker, and I run the CC Signature Group team. Oh, excellent. How long have you been at, at uh, Coldwell? I joined Coldwell Banker in 2007. You've been there a long time. I sure have. Wow. You know, most real estate agents, I think, change, what is it, every seven months or so, don't they? Yes. Is that the standard? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was, with the, I was with the franchise office for two years and then moved to the NRT office in 2009. And so, so that's an independent office? Yeah. Uh, right? Yes. Okay. And um, so you run a team. I do. How many people are on your team? There's nine. Not, wow, nine people. Yeah. Is it kind of like herding cats being the, the or you're like the head cat? Is that what it is? <laughs> Well, you know, on the team, on my team, I should say, um, everybody comes with a responsibility. And so it's really nice. It really, really functions as a team, kind of like a football team or basketball team. Everybody knows their positions and their plays and we all step up to the plate. Okay. I'm going to have to dig into that a little bit. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. So you run a team now, a lot of real estate agents aspire, like they want to do that, right? Like they're like, I want to be able to run a team someday. I want, like, I don't want to just be my own sole agent. I don't want to be on somebody else's team. I want to run my own team. Um, first off, I don't believe it's all it's cracked up to be. I think it's difficult to run your own team. Agreed. I think I think it's I think it's um, a special skill set, and I think where a lot of real estate agents um, fail in running a team is not knowing specifics of what to do on the team. It's just kind of like I need a helper, Correct. right? Well, yes. like, you don't need a helper. You need a lot of individuals. So, can you give me an idea of like on your team? You don't have to get uh, with names necessarily, but uh, what do individual roles look like? on your team? Sure. Well, starts with a team lead, visionary. Um, what you have to have when you start a team are systems and processes. You have to have a vision, first of all, of what the team's going to look like, how it's going to function. Yeah. So people are definitely looking to you for that, the vision for the team. A team can be made up of just two or three people. It could mm-hmm. be made up of a lot of people. It could be you and just a bunch of admin, you and agents and admin. So you have to have it. It starts with having a vision for the team. Then, when you add team members on, they want to know what their part is to play within that vision. Within that vision, right? Yeah. Okay. So it really does start. The leader or the visionary has to be able to have that um, vision, be able to explain it and break it down so everybody knows how to plug and play, basically. So okay. So as an example, then, if you have, uh, would you be the visionary on your team? Yes. Or, okay. So you're the visionary mm-hmm. on your team. Uh, and then from there, do you, is it, is it do the traditional where you have like um, a buyer's agent, a listing agent, some TCs, or do you have a more broken down, more of a micro roles? 
So good question. So I should probably back up and tell you how I started my team. Okay. Yeah. So it was a little bit of an accident. And I had gotten into real estate. My career started as a land specialist. I was doing land, residential land, mountain property. Oh. Um, started doing some commercial so land. you put 8,000 miles on your car today. <laughs> that is right, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, the car dealerships will not let me lease a car. They're not good. <laughs> it's like you broke your lease in three months. <laughs> that's right, that's right. So I started there and I went into commercial a little bit more. The economy was not good when I got into the mm-hmm. market. So um, back in the 06, 07. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, in about 2012, I switched from residential land and, and commercial land and commercial to residential homes, selling residential homes, selling land, new construction, residential homes. When I did that switch and the economy turned back on, um, I, excuse me, I was doing way more business than I actually could handle myself. So I was kind of forced to reach out for help. And where where was that business coming from real quick? Was it uh, just through your efforts or were you on a, a, like at a place that was feeding you leads? So I, that's a really good question. That was a long time ago. I was so into the land world. That was just, mm-hmm. I was all I did, a land specialist. I still do a lot of land. Yeah, yeah. And at that point in time, we went from nobody building to now everybody's building. Everybody's wanting land. And so, you know, I had a lot of listings. My marketing was out there. You know, we switched from print ad to you know, online digital. and digital and social. That was yeah. a, that was a big change. It was very difficult actually. Like, wait, my yellow page ads doesn't work. Anymore. I know. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, everything was changing and you're changing with the times. And I just think it was the time that the doors opened up Okay. and, um, I wasn't buying ads or anything, anything mm. like that. I think it was just word of mouth. You're out sure. there once yeah, you're, you're out you're there. You're working and yeah. yeah. I mean, you work hard and then eventually your, your hard work pays off. Yeah. Right. I was in the payoff time. Right. So it's like it works if you work it. Right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. And uh, real estate is cyclical. You you mm. have the hot times and you have the cool times. You need to know what season you're in in real estate. You need to know, mm. you know, um, when it's time to farm and plant and then when it's time for harvest. And that's just the nature of the business. So at that time, I couldn't, I mean, I was working till midnight every night, back up at 5 a.m. And I just thought, I need some help. I can't, this <laughs> is not a lie. Did you have a family at this point? No, my kids were grown and okay. moved so, out. So you, you were... Empty nester, basically. Yep. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so staying up to midnight, it wasn't, uh, <clears throat> it just sucked. It wasn't like, right. oh man, I got to get up early, help my kids. Right. It was okay. Right. Gotcha. But I had previous to, um, getting into real estate, mm-hmm. I had homeschooled five children. Oh, And wow. so it, I was used to long days, yeah. short nights, being very disciplined, very organized, checklist, you know, things like that. Yeah. So that home world of homeschooling mm-hmm. was the perfect setting to prepare me for real interesting. estate. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, I, don't, I can't think of anything that could have prepared me for real estate than that. And I didn't know it at the time. Yeah. But when I got into real estate and I realized, wow, all those skills I used in mm-hmm. my home to organize my home, manage my home, run my school, you know, I had a co-op that um, I helped run. And but you had, di- you had different age kids, you have different grades, you have different lessons. Mm-hmm. Very, um, it's like those old schoolhouses, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like kids from six to 16 come in and we're going to, you kids read and you kids were learning the alphabet and you're, well, the, the, imagine, yep. the amount of um, intentional actions yes. is would be huge. You have to govern yourself well. Yeah. Um, just to stay at home mom, just mm-hmm. to run your home well and to raise your children yeah. and to give them values and things like that. It, it's, it's very intentional. You wake up with a mindset that today's today matters and everything I say matters, everything I do yeah. matters. And when you wake up with that, no matter what setting you're in, you will succeed and the people around you will succeed. And so I had that 
coming into real estate, mm-hmm. I had that. And so uh, I got into real estate and it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> it was not easy. The The economy was, yeah. 2006 was my first year. 2006 was great until about the end of the year. Right. And then it started getting a little. So it was a brand new agent, yeah. not selling houses, only selling land. Yeah. Um, it, it was fun. I learned well and worked hard. Um, I had a great mentor, Kelly Young and Jim Young were um, brought me on and, and mentored me, and they are amazing people. Um, Jim has since passed, but um, yeah, it was a great start mm-hmm. and in land, and I just really learned, you know, I brought the disciplines that I had, and I learned the business from them and uh, their team, um, and then I went over to Coldwell Banker, and yeah, the economy just kind of decided to shut down. <laughs> so. It shut down abruptly, and yeah. even people that could qualify for loans weren't getting approved, and I might know that intimately because I was in the mortgage world at the time, yes. and then people that did get approved, um, I mean, everybody, the amount of houses that were out there, uh, you know, people couldn't get out from underneath houses. It got, it got pretty intense pretty quick. If you were a listing, and you, it's funny, you should say cyclical in this industry, and I think this is where a lot of real estate agents don't understand, or maybe they, they don't want to understand. But if you really look back just even the last 20 years and you look at the cycles that have happened, you have to know during a certain season, being an REO specialist makes you money. Mm-hmm. During a certain season, being a listing agent makes you money. During a se- certain season, a uh, listing agent will make you no money. You want to be a buyer's agent. So understanding and be able to look at those markets, right? right? And that's, Correct. you've been doing this a long time, right? Yes. So when you look at that, and you're like, okay, how have I succeeded? And and there's a couple other elements I'm going to ask you about, but that one element of understanding the cycle that you're in, and you mentioned a football team. Well, if you're going against a football team and their defense can stop the run every single time, maybe you should be throwing the ball. Right. Right. It's, right. That's you, right. You, you need to be able to make those adjustments. That's awesome that you've been able to do that and be able to identify that. Right. And I think that's a huge difference is identifying it and then saying, okay, how do I apply this right. in my business? Okay, so you go land. Then you start, uh, you start going into residential mm-hmm. and then you get busy. You wake up at 5 a.m. and then a spark goes off you. I got to get a team. What happens? Well, so I d- just basically said, hey, I need, I need someone mm-hmm. part-time just to help me out. So I had a part-time help and then we, I was busier than my part-time help could help. And so they went full-time mm-hmm. and then we were still too busy. So we brought somebody else out on full-time. It was kind of, or it was, it was a little bit like I need part-time help that person turned full-time. I need more part-time help. That person person oh, turned gotcha. full-time. Yeah, yeah. And these were just admin. And I had yeah. so many deals that I couldn't even service the deals, the, the clients. So I was bringing agents in like, hey, in my office, can, you, can I just give you this client to help? Because yeah. I'm just too busy. Just and give, give me 50% or 25% yeah, or whatever it was. Right, yeah. 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 Kind of, yeah. So, and then I realized, you know what? I should just bring a few agents on to yeah. help with all this business. So it really was an accidental start of a team. And then I realized, oh gosh, I have a lot, I have people around me. This is kind of a team. I need to take how I do business and really put it out there so Mm. that it can be duplicatable. Yeah. And so I had a certain way that I wanted my listings, certain way I wanted contracts written, files done. And so I'm, I all of a sudden had to put all that in writing mm-hmm. so I could just hand it to somebody, right? Sure, so yeah. this is how I want my, I want you to start my files. This is how I want them to how, look. How difficult was that to, um, to put that into writing and get people to execute your way? I will say this, when you are running 90 miles an hour doing your work, yeah. to stop, to work on your business or work in your business, mm-hmm. that's, those are the two things, right? Sure. You've got to find time for both. Yeah. That was really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, now I've got to add one more thing to my plate. Yeah. Um, but truly it wasn't that hard. I just had to stop and do it because I had my checklists already 
right. that I created for myself. Gotcha. And it was just um, a matter of just kind of systematizing and, and deciding. Getting so other people can right. be yep. able to do what do it the way you want it to be. Correct. Because in, in reality, they're representing you. Right? Correct. They're, they're, they're talking to your clients. Right. Their clients, um, you may have Joe on your team, but Joe's a team, uh, a part of your team. So Correct. ultimately it is, it, it's you that's on the line. Sure. With that. Yeah. And it's getting, it's, it's getting to know the people that you hire mm-hmm. and them getting to know you, your values, your core values, how you speak, how you write. Mm. You just want it to be all conveyed in a similar and way. You are that visionary. Yes. Okay. So how long of a time span from when you first hired your first part-time assistant until when you realized you are, you, you, you accidentally built a team and you said, Oh shoot, I've got to make this, uh, I got to make this more me, right? Like, mm-hmm. like before you started building those systems and making people do it your way, how long of a span was that? Do you think? Gosh, I'm, um, I probably went, um, I'm going to say maybe 18 months, two mm-hmm. years before I realized, you know what? If this really is a team, I need to think like a team. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing, and I'm going to back up. I think yeah. when you get into real estate, you go, oh, I'm going to sell real estate. Yeah. I accidentally fell into real estate. It mm-hmm. was not even a vision for me. I had no intention of get, getting into real estate. And it's really interesting. I um, had a job working at um, a resort, Fairfield Resorts. It mm-hmm. was just uh, just a, a small little season where I had this job. And uh, I only worked there a year. But while I, within the first two months, um, just greeting people, checking yeah. them in, scheduling them to meet with salespeople in the back. Within the first two months, I had probably more than 40 people tell me I should get my real estate license. Oh, I'd be great in sales. Wow. You're like, the, fir- the first 39, you're like, nah. And then the 40, you're like, maybe I should start <laughs> listening to this. Well, <laughs> it was so weird. I'm like, this is just an unusual thing that the perfect strangers would tell you this. But I had yeah. some of the sales guys, my manager, like, you are, you'd be really great in sales. I'm like, I don't know what that looks like. I, yeah. I, I, I've never walked up to somebody and say, you'd be great in sales. Yeah. I've never done that. <laughs> but all these people were telling me one day, it, it was a weekend and I had 10, 10 of my guests tell me. And I, it was so overwhelmingly noticeable that it's like there is God a message. You. Exactly. You need to do real estate. <laughs> I told my husband, uh, do you think God might be trying to tell me something? I'm starting to figure this out because my mind. You're and, stubborn, but we'll get you. I know. Well, my mind was, I'm a homemaker. I mm-hmm. am raising children. I am homeschooling children. Cause I still had, um, at that time I still had three in, I had five children total. Mm-hmm. So I had was a senior. So I had, Two about out, and then I still had would have three at home for a few yeah. more years. So my mindset, I was not even interested in doing anything other yeah. than being a like homemaker. I'm going fi- to finish my homeschooling. my career of doing this. Correct. That, yeah. Because I helped run a, um, a support group, a co-op school. I was deep dive into it. Loved it. It's yeah. the greatest passion of my life, homeschooling. Yeah. Next to that, um, being a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> How many grandkids do you have? We have um, 11. 11 grandchildren. Yes. Wow. And what, ra- what what age range do you have in there? Well, um, the oldest is going to be 10 mm-hmm. this year, and the number 11 will be born in December. So this wow. year. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. 10 to So um, Christmas time comes around, or Thanksgiving, do they all land at your house? <laughs> if, they're, if, they're, if they can, we have some overseas and, okay. gotcha. and out of state. Wow. But yeah. Uh, we, they're actually, we'll all be together this weekend. So, oh really? Yes. In, in Springs, where are you going to be? Yep. In Colorado Springs. We live in Monument. Okay. And gotcha. so, yeah, they will all be in town July 2nd. I think all the children and grandchildren will be so in the town first, for a week. So the first two kids that you have, 
Um, you usually do pretty good on names. By the fourth one, you're calling somebody else somebody else's <laughs> name. By the time you have five kids and 11 grandkids, you, offspring, right. go do this. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Yes, it's, it's called being intentional. Like, who am I talking to? What is their name? Yes. Yeah, and I have to I have to make them feel important. So yes. now you have 16. Well, actually, you would have, uh, you have spouses mixed in there That's as well. Right. So you have over 20 That's right. that you are have to be intentional of actually taken care of. Right. Wow. And then, you know, that's why I I really love, you know, uh, when you get into real estate, you're like, oh, I'm going to be this great real Mm -hmm. estate agent. And as a young mom, I I would have, I had zero intentions of doing anything other than being a mom, right? So I didn't have career goals and mom goals. And some people do. They start young like that. I did not. I was a young mother, loved being a mom. Mm -hmm. I think... I think being a mom, especially a mom of, of many children, and then you embark on homeschooling. Yeah, um, it re, it is like your career. Yeah, and you are a working mom. Well, you're 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 literally. Um, it's like you you developed a team in real estate. Yep. You developed a family team, and people you're teaching them how to do things and how to act and how to react in the world and how to be good humans. That's right? right. So it's you're you. you it's kind of meshes right. all it was together. A, yes, it was a perfect beginning for real estate. So when I got into real estate, it was because everybody gave me this message and I thought, okay, I'm, I'm not going to miss an opportunity mm-hmm. for my destiny, right? So I thought if that's the cha- next chapter of my life, I'll embrace it. I said yes to it. So a few years later, I did get my license. Mm-hmm. We moved to, Co- we were in Pagosa Springs at the time, um, but we moved to Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. I did get my license and I um, was like a fish out of water a bit because I yeah. didn't know anybody. I didn't know real estate. I didn't know anything. I was a, I was Flying blind. Brand new to real estate and brand new to the area. Correct. That'd be very difficult. Very difficult. I had great mentors to to start me out. Um, And so I I had no idea where my business was going to go. I'll never forget um, my managing broker at the time. I had been in business for a few years. I was at Coldwell Banker and the managing broker, I just said, you know what? I'd love to... I'm at a time in my life and my career. I was still young in Mm -hmm. my career. It's like three and a half years in or something. And I just said, I... I just would like some advice. What advice would you give me? Yeah. And he said, are you treating your business like a business? Yeah. Or are you treating it like a pastime? Or a hobby? Yeah. I'm like, what does that mean to treat my business like a business? I'm like, you know what? I've been doing real estate. Mm -hmm. I've been working real estate. Mm -hmm. But I haven't been thinking about it like a business. Yeah. And so I, I remember, I can see it. You know, sometimes people say something to you and you freeze in time. Boom. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I can go back and I'm like, oh, it was a moment. And that's when I said, okay, this is a business. And then I started realizing it's a little bit like homeschooling. Yeah. Am I just like teaching my kids or it's like, is this really a homeschool? Mm -hmm. Is this a moment in time where I can look back and say, I planned, I prepared, I executed, Mm -hmm. this went well. I'd go back and do it all over again. Um, And You know know what's interesting about that though mm -hmm. is... It, had he said that to you at a different time in a different place, it would probably not have the same impact. Correct. Right? Which is interesting because a lot because you could say the same thing, right? And this had a huge impact on you, but you were ready for the message. Yes. You were prepared and you were seeking that message. Yes. The message wasn't necessarily well. I mean, you had forty people tell you to get into real estate, so the message maybe was seeking <laughs> you. But but that particular message for your manager at the time, um, you have to be prepared for it, and that's something that I think a lot of real estate agents fail to do is. They, 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 they get in the. It's like a myopic view. Like they're they're really down to this little tiny piece where they're focused on it. They're not looking at the whole big thing. Like, what is my actual vision? Right. Like, what what service do I want to deliver? And and have I have I written this out? Um, in my bag for the last five years, I have my vision that I've written out. Right, and yep. it's very very clear. 
and I read it to myself. And um, I've never read the whole thing out loud to anybody ever mm. in five years. Um, but I've, I've given them bits and pieces, but it's so personal right. to me that I almost feel like it's too personal to share with anybody sure. in, in, in the grand scheme of things. But here's the weird thing is when you prepare your mind properly and you plant those seeds and you do what you're supposed to do, you can even look back, you know, two years ago and you're like, hold on a second, that came to fruition. Yes. How did that happen? That's right. I don't even, like you, I didn't even realize that. Right. Right? Holy cow. So let, let me ask you on your, in your world of real estate, mm-hmm. okay, when you, because you, you've obviously see what it takes to succeed. Mm-hmm. Most people that have had success have had failures. Yes. And they've had times where they're like, what am I doing? Or they have times where they look back and they say, what was I doing? Mm-hmm. Or sometimes the worst is when they don't recognize it for a long period of time. Correct. And instead, so I always say that there's, you, know, you have you have two choices in any time you have a challenge in life, right? And those two choices are, I can either justify my decision of my behavior, I can justify my behavior, or I can look at it and say, I have to alter my behavior to get a different result. And I will tell you the justification of behavior for humans is way easier. It way, well, yes. I, I only did this because, right. well, she did this, right, right, you, right. you know, so I'm justified in That's doing right. this. So when you become a salesperson and you're not having success, usually you're looking for the, ju- well, at, at first you try to grow, but then you look for the justification. Well, geez, the market's tough. I, I mean, mm-hmm. nobody's doing a lot of business right now. <laughs> market's too tough. Oh, geez, you can't build a team these days. People are just too independent. Oh, why would you work for a, a, a big name brand? Just not open up your own thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a worse decision. Like they have all these like limiting mindsets, right? right? Yep. So with you, when you look at that, what, what challenge have you looked at in yourself? Like where, where have you, and you don't have to get too personal, but sure. as personal as you want to get, where have you failed and, and what, and, and what impact did that have? how'd you have to overcome that? Sure. Well, uh, when you, I think, uh, I, I just want to go back to what you said. Sometimes when people you know, succeed, they've had failures. I think every time you've succeeded, you've had failures. Mm -hmm. Those failures are the correcting points. It's not failure like, oh, I just lost. It's a, it's a moment of correction. Yes. And so I, uh, it's funny just this morning in my kind of my quiet time where I'm like, get ready for the daytime. I thought I'm looking for my next lemon to make lemonade. Because I think if you're not always being stretched, always saying, okay, I'm going to do this. You know, if, if you're just on flying on easy street, you are not growing. Yeah. If you're not always making lemonade out of some lemon somewhere, you're that really lemon, not that growing. lemon is always there, right? That's you you right. got to find that lemon. Absolutely. And so <laughs> I have a quote and my team knows this. This was part of growing a team, mm-hmm. getting everybody on the right same page with mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, hard is not bad. It's just hard. Mm. But inside every hard, there's a gift. Interesting. That's my version of saying, fine, you got lemons, go be making lemonade. Yeah. So no excuses in life. No excuses when life gets hard. It's just the opportunity for you to be that next version of yourself, Mm -hmm. that next better version. And I think when hard shows up or failure show up, um, it makes you bitter or it makes you better. Mm -hmm. And it's a choice. Yeah, it is a choice. You are who you have decided you will be. So the things for me, I... Probably. I was going to say, you, you tactfully avoided that question. I, well, I was going to say, so some of the hard for me, yeah. I'll get to it. Yeah. I had to kind of give you some background. No, no, to cool, it cool. Yeah. Because I think it's important yeah. for people for to know sure. that. So I think for me, I had limiting belief when I first got into the business around making money. Mm, and so I had spent my whole life and watched my mom and my 
my dad, very servant minded, very mm -hmm. servant oriented, not a lot of money. Yeah. Um, you serve people regardless yeah. and there's, you don't serve people for compensation. Right. So as a mother, been a mother for 20 something years and raised my kids, you don't get a paycheck. Yeah. You're, and you're not doing it for a paycheck. Yeah. I would never in a million years think, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm working and serving people cause I'm going to become a millionaire one day. Yeah. That was my mindset. So I got into business and the first time I made a paycheck, I'm like, I just helped people. I didn't necessarily, I mean, it's, it's yeah. so much like I'm getting paid. To was there, was there any people. guilt associated with that or was it just kind like, of. oh yeah. yeah so my first managing broker sent me down and said, you have limiting beliefs around making money. Mm -hmm. And I did. That was a very difficult thing for me. Money be, money now is a tool, a tool to be able to help people. Mm. It's another way. If you make money, it's a way that you can then turn around and help people. When you have a team, you're providing income for people. Mm -hmm. You literally are. And so I now see money as like a completely different way. As before, mm. I was like, gosh, I feel bad making money by helping somebody. Well, now it's, I'm it's like, well, this is just what right? you do. So it, it, you're, you're growing up, and a lot of times I see this in uh, people with a s serving mindset, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it is... I'm, I'm getting paid a thousand dollars. So who did I take a thousand dollars from? Uh -huh. yeah. right? And, and, yep, and yep, yep. that, that kind of thought process. But then there's the other side where it's like me, 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 me. And that's really greedy. So right. how do you, and it's interesting that you'd say that right now it's a tool, right? Right. And, and it's an amazing tool, yes. right? You, you can build a business. You can, yes. you can re, you have to reinvest in yourself, obviously, but you have nine people, um, you know, on your team that you can, um, you know, you, you, their whole families are growing and who knows what they're going to grow to be Correct. because of what you're able to do and the clients that you're able to serve as well. Um, you may have not had the opportunity to serve them had you not been able to make your income previously and market and do all the things and get your systems in place. They may have been stuck with a hack job, <laughs> you know, so, so, yes. you, so you're, 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 you're technically really still serving people. Right? Absolutely. But it's and a strange mindset you got to get is, through. It is. It yeah. is. And I, and it takes money to help people too. Mm -hmm. And so, um, what I realized is I have to make money to be able to help people in this yeah. business. And so it, it really was, it was, it was a roadblock. I think the other thing is fear of failure. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, I had to overcome that and I'm like, gosh, Hello, failure. the The fear of that just means I don't. I want to stop growing. It's like yeah. no, I don't want to stop growing. Mm -hmm. So bring on the failures as I grow and as I learn. Um, I also feel like I early on said very early on mm -hmm. I don't want to make all the same mistakes everybody else has, and so I yeah. want to learn this business from other people. So I would do a deal with somebody and say I'll split it fifty fifty. I just want to do it with you. I want to watch you. I want to hear you. Oh wow! And so. Um, for years, actually, if there was a, yeah. something new, I'm like, I want to learn from somebody. Mm. So I think I got years and years and years of experience mm. early on because yeah. I was learning from the, the greats in the industry. And I think that's the value even of a team. Um, I did not start out, not even a, an ounce of thought of ha having a team, mm -hmm. not even an ounce of thought of being a real estate agent, right? Yeah. So it was literally putting one foot in front of, an, of the other each day at a time. I didn't get into real estate to try it. I got into it because I know I was supposed to do it yeah. and it was going to take me somewhere. And I think my heart of all, all hearts of life is that I want to bloom where I'm planted. Yeah. If I'm in real estate, I'm going to be the best version of myself in real estate mm -hmm. that I can be. If I get out of real estate into something else, I'm going to be the best version of myself wherever that is. So, how, so how long have you been in real estate then since? I got my license at the very end of 2005. 2005, okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, middle of November. 18 years? Right around yeah. there? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So 2006 was my first year. Okay. Yep. So you've been doing this for 18 years. What, uh, <laughs> and this is going to be kind of a, 
um, maybe you can maybe you can answer this based off of uh, based off of your personal experience or maybe just what you see. Where is the right now? Where is the biggest failure point for agents that are either um, have been doing it a while and just aren't succeeding or new to the business? Like, where is their biggest failure point? Um, I think sticking with the basics. Okay. Real estate's about three things. Number one, you have to understand the cyclical nature of it. So you can't spend all your money when you get it. <laughs> you have to save up for the rainy yeah. day. That's just how it is. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two, mindset and, the, and personal self-discipline. Mm-hmm. You have to wake up and make yourself go to work every day. Yeah. And if you just sit around playing video games or, you know, I don't have work, so I'm going to go play golf or whatever, you need to be working Yeah. even when you have no clients, right? Mm-hmm. And so that personal discipline of self, yeah, mindset, actions, and things like that. I just, I think in real estate, it's like, oh, I don't have a client, so I don't, I don't, I don't have to go to work. I today. don't have anything to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is so bad, right? And then, um, the which third, flows into the so what would be the third third thing yeah. would just be doing the basics better, um, calling your having having call time, um, writing out your business plan, reviewing your business plan, um, prospecting, just all the things in real estate that we know we're supposed to be doing every day, networking, mm-hmm. and that should come. Everybody should have a business plan. Everybody should say, if I have nothing to do, I'm opening the book. Oh, these are the things that I can do. Yep. Right. So when it slows, right, here's my plan. There's always should be a written plan, a book that you can open up and say, these are the things. When I got into real estate, there was no, I mean, we didn't have the computer and internet and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) So it just, you've got mail. Right. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So there's so much more to do. Um, Doing video, shooting video, posting social. It's interesting that you would say that everybody I talk to uh, um, that is successful in real estate is amazing how that always comes up Mm -hmm. go to work with a plan every single day absolutely it's 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 an eight hour a day job that's right right it's it's not a two hour and now i gotta go do this i gotta go it it is like have your plan and and part of that i think is you have your vision but you also have what you know you're going to do every day correct right so on your team do you have designated call times do you have designated um people you're going to call on certain days or certain times, past database, past clients, future clients, or how do you, how do you break that up? Right. So for, now you said on the team. So meaning re- all my agents are required to do the same thing. Or are you talking about me? Um, I, I, I guess more, uh, well, you personally, but what have you pushed down to the team? Like what's what, sure. Okay. So the thing I had to build for the team when I realized, Oh, I'm bringing agents on is I had to build out what I built out. So when I was homeschool mom, back when I was young, I had a daytimer, Franklin Covey daytimer, right? Uh, I had With several pen, Franklin and, Coveys. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Pen and paper. The young kids on my team, they're like, Franklin Covey, who's that? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> I have a clue. Dr. Covey, baby. <laughs> That's right. He put he put us on the map. And so I th- I ran with that as a as a homeschool mom. I mm-hmm. ran with a with a daytimer. I had yep. time blocked, all that kind of stuff. So this is a discipline that I started young when I was mm-hmm. in my t- young 20s. And so I had to create the business version of that mm-hmm. for my team because I was still running out of a daytimer for my business. Okay. And then I realized, oh, these young agents, if you bring a young agent on, they don't they wake up and they don't know what to do. Sure. So you have a responsibility to kind of show they them. They wake up and say, I'm a realtor. That's right. <laughs> now what? <laughs> That's <laughs> right. I, I'm sure everybody will call me when they're That's ready to sell a house. exactly yeah. right. One of the best things that my manager, first managing broker told me was, you're in the office, go to work. 
Get out there. (laughs) Don't sit here and wait for the phone to ring. What are you doing? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like, okay, great. I'll write my magazine ads and then I'm out of here. So, um, so it's really funny. So you really want to, you want to be out in the field, but you, you, you have to do Mm -hmm. certain things also in the office too. Right. So, so I had to translate what I do in my daytimer into what I call a success tracker for my agents. And Mm -hmm. so it looks like a daytimer, Mm -hmm. but it has all the things that you do, like your morning start. What is your personal routine in the morning look like? So uh, we all read the same book. It's called Miracle Morning, mm-hmm. and it's those are your those are your morning uh, kind of your ritual, right? Yeah. I had I had a morning ritual when I was a teenager in high school. I just had my morning things that I knew to do, yep. and so I translated that into motherhood, then into being a real estate agent. So. Okay. So it's a morning routine. Yeah. Then it's how do you start your business uh, f- for the day? What's the first thing that you do? So we have the five things that you start for your business. And then you go into your hour of power, your call. Who are you calling? You should already have that list of people you're either calling, texting, or emailing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like your, your, your follow-up. And, um, and then you set your appointments in the afternoon. So it's it, the day. So you have a structured day. A structured day, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they can add to it however they would like. But there's certain things you accomplish in a day, in a week, in a month, in a quarter, and in a year. And the Success Tracker book is meant to kind of give them a visual of what that all looks like. Okay. So, so they, they know um, who they're going to call. Yes. They know. They have a database. Okay. So, and, mm-hmm. it, and in that database, um, are they calling certain people on certain days or is it more calling groups at certain times? Does that, does that kind of make sense what I'm saying? Like, sure. Like, so how do you have that? Okay. So for me personally, I do two big call days a week, Okay, um, but I'm calling every single day. So okay. you've got clients that are buyers currently, mm-hmm. sellers currently, you're negotiating offers. You, you know, there's a lot of that that goes on, but the deep call, like I want to check in with past clients. I want to invite people to my next event that yeah. we're holding. Um, you have call times um, okay. that you, you do that. So uh, yes, the day is structured so that you are first thing you're calling the most mm-hmm. important people. But you have to okay. get your mind. You have to get your, get your the, head straight. Yeah, yeah you get, get your head straight first. So it starts with you, and then it goes into what is your social post going to look like? You know, we, mm-hmm. we actually start our day on the team with a morning call at eight a.m. Okay, the whole team. The whole team. Okay. Yep. So they're supposed to have their personal stuff done eight o'clock. You're on the call. And it's, it's through teams and Monday morning, it's just a, it's a mm-hmm. f- five to seven minute word of inspiration from one member of the team. We rotate every month with a different member on the team. And so like a word of inspir- inspiration, Tuesdays, we have our team meetings. Okay. So we're together for an hour and a half, two hours. Mm-hmm. So we have meeting, then some training. Wednesdays is strictly agents and we are going through, uh, we go through different books. Um, we went through Ninja Selling yep. first part of the year. We are in the middle of fanatical prospecting right now. Okay. So it's just an agent call. It's 30 minutes. We go chapter by chapter. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a book club, book review, hone in on our skills. Yeah. Um, and then Thursday is dedicated to role play, scripting, objection handling with okay. one of the other agents who leads that. And then Friday is a team book review. And this is all about growing who we are as people, okay. um, being a better version of ourselves from different authors and perspectives of persons in the industry or outside the industry. So we are currently reading the book, um, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Which everybody has read a thousand familiar. times, but we're yeah. doing, yeah, we're doing that as is a that team, so. Carnegie? Is that who yeah. did that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a fantastic Yep, book. it is. It's a good book. So we I have, have. I had my son read that because yeah. it was really, really good. Yeah. When he was younger, I was, when he's like 15, I was like, oh, you got to read this. It's so, just amazing how yeah. principles, true principles of life never change. Humanity, human nature is going to be consistent. Yeah, that's uh, right. Uh, marketing may change, social trends, cultural trends. 
all that stuff, but but the humanity part of it, and that's, that's why right. that's why AI is not necessarily everyone's freaked out about AI. But you can't not like what we're doing right now, right? right? You can't replicate this. That's right. In any you now, we have fancy microphones and electronics. We may have done this um, in a written interview, you know, a hundred years ago, and somebody's somebody's taking notes, a scribe right. of some sort, right? But it's the same thing. That's right. And, and that connection is the same. That's right. right. It's, it's very interesting. And that's that actually that book. If nobody that's listening to this has read that book, it is, it is a really easy flowing book. Oh, so easy, full it's of stories. Stories, yeah, yes. lots of stories, and it's really, really, it's entertaining when you get. I, well, shouldn't entertaining might be the wrong word. It's relatable. It's engaging. Yeah, it's relatable for sure. Yep. So, um, can I, I want to interject a yeah, book. You sure. mentioned something about human nature won't change. There's a really great book I read years ago and I actually, I've mentioned it a few times in the last few months. I think I'm going to go back and reread it, but it's, it's called humans are underrated. Interesting. And I, who's I the author? Of I can't know? remember. It's been five years since I've read that book, <clears throat> but I'm going to go back and reread it. But, uh, I do just remember reading through that book and, and to their point, um, humans will not change. We, we are created as human beings who need to see, touch, hear, feel other humans. And we need to be engaged um, as humans, not just information in and out like robots. We actually need human connection. And so that's why the real, real, realtors will never go away. <laughs> uh, <and> <laughs> There's certain I've things that will never go away because we want human and interaction. When you go and look at a house, you there's a feeling, right? There's a feeling of can I see my family being raised here mm-hmm. or can I, do I get the solitude that I need? Do I need, do I get the community that I need? Whatever, whatever you're trying to fill. Mm-hmm. And that agent is able to help you find that and feel that and justify that. Right. Right. So that, that agent, um, you, you are in there and it's like, how do you feel about this? Like, what, mm-hmm. what is this? You know, you, you know, what do you think? And, and it's, there's a lot of that. Right. And it's almost impossible. There's so many online I'll list your house for 74 cents. You know, <laughs> you, you, you know, I mean, there's all that there's all those out there, but right. it does not change that the, the experience and we preach this a ton at our, at our company is the experience matters. The experience True. is where it's at. In fact, we even say it doesn't matter what really happened. What was the perception for the client and right. what was their experience? It That's could have right. been, I mean, you could have an appraisal explosion. You could have an inspection problem. You can have a, a nasty seller on the other side. Mm-hmm. But your client can still have uh, a decent experience. So one thing, one thing that we um, that we like to preach is, is tiers of experience. Yes. Okay. And so you have a, t- a tier one experience, and this is something that we we talk about in our team. So a tier one's experience is something you enjoy doing, and it benefits you, and it benefits people around you. Right. Tier two experience is something that you don't really enjoy doing, but it still benefits yourself and the people around you, like maybe eating your vegetables and taking vitamins, right? You don't necessarily <laughs> like it. A tier three experience then is something that you enjoy doing, but nobody really benefits, right? right? There, there's no benefit to it whatsoever, yep. but you still uh, maybe like eating chocolate and peanut butter or something, or, or, or <laughs> you know, on the couch, all that. And then to tier four is like, you don't enjoy doing it and nobody benefits. That's more like an addictive mindset and you can't right. break the cycle, right? right. And so what, what I've discovered in real estate <clears throat> is most people live in a, most agents and loan officers live in a tier two experience mm-hmm. for themselves. What, what I mean by that is their day, they're disciplined during the day. They know it's good for them, but they're in a tier two experience, which does not allow them to enjoy it. They, mm-hmm. they have a, they have to shift the mindset. So right. there's two, there's two ways to look at it. One is, um, how do you as an individual 
change your mindset, to change your experience mm-hmm. to a tier one experience as a, as a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you're not doing the disciplines and you're not enjoying it because it can actually be fun. I was thinking about it this morning, actually, because we, we have daily calls, like, mm-hmm. like we know who we're going to call every single day. Sure. Right. And, uh, the whole team knows who they're supposed to call every single day or four days a week, actually. But if we're like, Oh, this sucks. Well, you got some work to do up here. That's right. Right. You got some work to do, mm-hmm. but then you look at that on the other side of the coin. And that is take you out of the equation. What kind of experience is your client having? Mm-hmm. And from the mortgage side, Nobody really wants to do a mortgage, but they know it's going to benefit them and it's going to benefit their family. <laughs> now, on the real estate side, sometimes people do enjoy listing a house or buying a house or, you know, but with like your team as an example, like if you get them to where they can have a tier one experience individually in the things they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And then if they look at their clients and they can say, okay, my client doesn't necessarily want to sell. It's a painful thing to sell, right? For the last three years, you know, it's been chaotic. You got 74 you know, uh, different people coming in and touring your house. You got to clean it. Okay. Well, how can I make that a tier one experience for my client? Right. And if I can do that now, I'm going to get repeat referral business. That's right. Forever. That's right. Right. So I, in, in, we got just a couple more minutes here, but I, I want to ask you a couple quick questions sure. that, that I wrote down. Um, and you've, you've answered a lot of great stuff on how to be disciplined. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's obvious to me because I talk to a lot of real estate agents, like whether it's in a transaction or at a class or whatever it is, right? I talk to, mm-hmm. we've, we've seen each other all over the place, right? It's, it's, I see a lot of real estate agents and the lack of discipline is truly what I've discovered makes the difference. Because if you're seeking, even if you don't know what to do, but you're seeking it, mm-hmm. you will find it. Right. And it may not happen today, but if you truly want it, you will find it. Kind of like when your mentor or your manager made that one comment and ping, mm-hmm. you'll like it because you had been seeking this. Right. You, you were ready for that message at that mm-hmm. time, right? It's a huge thing. It's a massive failure point for a lot of, a lot of real estate agents. So in, and I got two questions. So we got, I have to be a little bit brief on these, but if you were a new agent okay. and you were plopped or even not a new agent, let's say you're just you, right? You were plopped in a new city. Okay. You don't know anybody. And yep. so th- th- this is kind of goes exactly with what you said, how you started real <laughs> right, estate. So, right. But in today's world, right? Like t- it's not 2006. Sure. So you move to a new city and you're an agent. You know nobody. You know nothing. You don't even really know which way north or south is or mm-hmm. what the names of different neighborhoods. What do you do to set the groundwork to start winning, to start succeeding in real estate? What, what absolute necessities do you have to do? Okay. So super easy to answer this question because I have agents on my team or have been on my team and Mm -hmm. that's the situation. So the very first thing is if you're going to serve your client, you Mm -hmm. must know your product, right? Mm. So, um, five days a week, it's, it's the five, three, three, five rule. So five days a week, you have to go two or three homes. You pick one community, five Mm -hmm. days a week, three homes or three days a week, five homes. And you're going to learn community after community, after community, so subdivision, sub areas. So in Colorado Springs, like maybe you'll go down to Manitou mm-hmm. or you go to the West side or you'll go to the powers corridor. Anyway, right. you're going to do that every week after week after week. Um, also, you're going to visit one to two builders a week. You're going to learn their product. You're going to tour their, mm-hmm. um, tour their inventory. You're going to pick one sales rep for each community. So you, it's a fast track. I'm going to learn my product. You have Ooh, to do that. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. So that's number one. You're going to get a uh, become a part of a BNI or a networking group. Okay. You're going to go to anything PPAR related, anything that's, um, anything board or anything, any, 
title classes. Right, so, yep, going to enroll in classes. You're going to so your work now is to um, get an education in mm. the markets you're trained. You might not have clients, but you can spend two weeks just doing a deep dive, eight hours a day. At the end of two weeks, you have caught yourself up so quickly, <laughs> yeah. and you probably know more about this market than someone who's been in it for a very long time because you. It's like gone, a language immersion almost. Exactly. Right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, wow. you have to do a deep. You have to do a deep dive like that. No one is going to trust you to help them buy real estate if you don't even know the town you live in. It's like, hey, I want to live over by Rockerman. Oh, it's done by Falcon, <laughs> right? Wait, what? Oh yeah. uh, no, yeah. community tours. So, um, and then get a mentor. That would be number two. I mean, at first I would learn your town, learn your inventory. Mm. Then I would get a mentor and I would just follow them like, hey, can I just follow you around for a day? Can I listen in on you or on your calls that you're mm. making calls? Um, it's it's super important that you, you have to know where what chapter of the book that you're in. You've okay. not earned the right to do business with anybody until you know your product. Ooh. And so you must learn your product. Yeah. You must hone in on your skills. If you're a new agent, you're learning scripting and you're, you're, you're learning the business, contracts and things like that. So there's a lot of classes mm -hmm. from that perspective. So, um, but if you're a seasoned agent moving to the area, you just have to do a deep dive, learn your, learn your stuff. Oh, that was involved. probably the most direct and easy answer anybody's ever given me on that. And I've asked that question quite a few times oh. with people. As, and most time people are like, oh, let me think about that. Yeah, yeah. that. That was very specific. Um, last question, just for the sake of time here. Okay. If you could be, or if you were, not if you could be, if you had to be a loan officer for one week, what would you change in how things are done? What would I change? Yeah. Or what would I... Like what would most. you do differently than what most people do? Or what would you, yeah, what would you like? What would, what would you, how would you do your stuff? Does that make sense? I'm just going to say that it boils down to one thing and it is communication. Hmm. Regular communication on what's happening and why. Okay. Sometimes you can tell people what's happening, but they need to know the why behind it. Yeah. And because it's confusing. There's so, I mean, it is like a whirlwind. You step into the, I think I want to buy a house. Yeah. And then you... That, that's a whirlwind. Yeah. But then when you write an offer on a house and everything gets, it's like, the walls are moving. I know. Ah. It's yeah. so much information. Yeah. And I think regular communication of the what, this is what's happening, and this is why. Oh, interesting. And then just calm yeah. them down. Like, okay, we're just going to do this one step at a time. Yeah. I've got you. And this week, this is what's happening. And this is why these things must happen. So um, that would be probably the bottom line. This has been an amazing time. <laughs> I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And thank, thank you for you. thank you for being here. And you've answered so many questions. And I think you've really helped agents that will listen to this to understand that um, you, first off, there's there's absolute hope and there's direction. Not just hope, but there's direction how to get to the success. Yes. Right. And whatever. And, and you have to define what that is. What is my vision? Correct. How do I how do I do that? And then what do I have the discipline and the daily discipline to do that? And I would say if you don't, call this girl. <laughs> <laughs> ask, ask for, uh, you said get a mentor. Call uh, this girl, fi figure it out. Uh, well, thank you very much for being here. Thank That's you, Tim. had a great, great time. And that was another episode of Cut to the Chase. Catch us every single week for more real estate tips and how to succeed in real estate. That wraps up another episode of Agent Success Podcast. Remember, you can find new episodes each week at agentsuccesspodcast.com. We hope you found the insights and best practices shared today truly valuable. And if you did, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Remember, your success is a journey of learning and improvement. So let's keep hustling, thriving, and learning. Until next week, this is Tim Chase.